You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are here for yet another edition of uh, Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association in the lovely Millennium Conference room that we are in. We got Chuckles. Chuckles. Hey, Charles O'Toole, how you doing? I'm pretty good, my buddy. Good, good, good. Dan O'Drummond, how are you? Good, man. How are you? And a voice from the past. Yes. Dehi Govinder. <laughs> how you doing, Dee? Hey, good to be back, D-Dub. Good yeah. to be back. Good to have you. Good to have you. I'm a listener. You, you know what? You've been a busy camper, and we understand the reasoning you haven't been here, but it's good to have you back in the... Uh, he says he hates your show. That's why he hasn't been back here. <laughs> hey, wait, you're part of that show, so come oh, on. Hey. <laughs> Trying to keep it afloat. There can't be any hate going on, that's for sure. Um, so listen, we've got a few things we're going to be talking about. We're going to uh, do our usual tech talk. Uh, tonight, I think we're going to uh, chat with Charles a little bit more uh, in regards to uh, training sessions and uh, what could possibly be the focus at this time of year for coaches and, uh, and the training. We'll do a community wrap-up with Dee, who's been working feverishly with the, uh, with the community groups. And uh, we'll talk Strive for Excellence Camp, the August camp that we have coming up. And, of course, there's always room for World Cup, uh, of, of which we uh, actually had a bit of a draw earlier in our office. Um, fixed. Yeah, it wasn't fixed. <laughs> fixed. There's, there's eight people in the Scotland office. Scotland didn't get in. <laughs> fixed. Two, two of them uh, weren't even there when we did the draw, but uh, it was basically just a draw to pick two teams each out of the round of 16. And the winner actually gets a replica of the World Cup. It's Can a I pick beautiful World Cup you got there, DW? That's pretty, it it was pretty cool, wasn't it? Can I it? pick England twice? <laughs> I don't know if you'd want to, depending <laughs> on uh, how things go there. <laughs> you, you might want to, you might not. I mean, I think Graham was trying to trade up for that pick, but... <laughs> you know, what is, it, what is up with the glue? He's been trying to trade everything, left, right, and center. He's, I don't know what it is draw-wise, but he's uh, certainly trying to get his... Uh, hands on some of the other coveted placings that uh, some of the other folks inside the office have. You have mine. <laughs> yeah, you got you got kind of unlucky with your. I, I get set. shafted. Oh come on, it wasn't that it was fixed. Bad. It wasn't fixed. Watch now, your team is going to be the one that wins. Yeah. Wins the whole thing, and that's the beauty of the World Cup. You just you, you kind of think the big giants well, are going to take that's, it. That's but. the way it was, and our uh, coaches' appreciation night, right, D? Oh, the team orange. You know, we were uh, oh, so we were fixed. Dano and the glue. Uh, <laughs> Graham Dixon it fixed out. it. Didn't work out that way. To it, say I fixed it is just, it's such an over-exaggeration. Over no, no, no. Over-exaggeration? We just continued to trend <laughs> as, the, as the night went on in that yeah. uh, appreciation. I, mean, I think you set a, a record on Google for... Absolutely. <laughs> most viewed. D-dubs, I do want to chime in here. It is sad for our listeners to understand that these two fine soccer people, that this is the pinnacle of their playing days, <laughs> of the coach's appreciation At least day we have one. And winning. Wow, shots fired. <laughs> wow. Now, I'm sure there's a few coaches out there that aren't in the room that are probably thinking, hey, wait a sec, I was on that team. And they have all signed the jersey, by the way. Oh. What else is on the jersey, Charles? <laughs> oh, it was defeated. Faced by <laughs> people in the office. Yeah, someone in the office defaced it. That is correct. Jeez, unbelievable. I don't know. Who, I don't know. We who find out who that was yet? <laughs> uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> Better watch their back. Oh man! All right, let's uh, let's get going. Tech talk. Here we come. Uh, Charles, what are your thoughts? What are we doing? What have we been doing all week long? And week the long? past couple of well, uh, past couple of weeks, we've had a, a few things come up that we've. Uh, 
done. We had a, a coaches' night where we were out there training the coaches and working with them. And um, we did. We had uh, a couple shots at it. Uh, the week ago Friday, we started get rained out with a <laughs> tornado almost that came down there. It was quite the weekend. Yeah, that was sure. quite the weekend. So uh, basically, on short notice, we had another one just this past Friday. And even though it was such short notice, we had over 25 coaches out. Oh, see, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, a lot of good banter going on amongst them there as well. Uh, quality of the soccer, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but I think overall, uh, the coaches enjoyed it. It was a means and a ways to get together, uh, put uh, names to faces as well. Yeah. Uh, and these, these sessions will go a long way to uh, helping... helping helping coaches uh, get the credentials they need and the uh, experience that they need to go in and do these courses and things that you can, you can do through uh, Alberta Soccer and uh, through our club. Absolutely. Like, uh, we've been in discussions with uh, Jimmy Lachlan from ASA. And on the coach education side of it, what's going to be happening coming down the line is starting in September, uh, coaches attending these sessions that we put on here with SPDSA will go towards their licensing. So instead of having to go and take a week off of work or spend all day every weekend for two or three weekends in a row to get their licensing, they'll be able to do it over a gradual period of time and under less stress, I think, because they'll be around people they know. They'll be working with teams that they've, they know also. Yeah. So it makes the whole process a lot easier and more comfortable and I think more appealing to the coaches. You know, it's funny because uh, our friend Dano here had a little car trouble uh, a little while back and... So, uh, so I gave him a ride into the office today, and we mm-hmm. actually had a discussion about. Did he give you gas money? <laughs> hey, you know, funny enough, no. Wow. <laughs> Helping him move his TV, though. Fair enough. Yeah, no, 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 no. fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Right. So, in, at the end of the day, I'll probably owe him a, me- a meal <laughs> somewhere down the line. Um, but we had this very discussion about um, the courses and things that are put on, and how they can be extremely stressful at times for some of the uh, applicants um, and, and how rushed it can seem when you only have... Uh, 25 a, a, minutes? Well, I mean, you have 25 minutes to show what you've learned, but you also, you're only given a weekend in some cases, some cases it's a week, where you have to ingest what's being told and then go out and put into practice all of that, that that's been told and trying to memorize it. I think it should be over a longer period of time. And that was kind of the conversation that we had, Dan. What, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts again? In the- yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's practicality, right? They, they need to get the ASA um, evaluators in and doing the course and bringing everybody in. But I think Jim's doing a fantastic job of trying to outreach the communities, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sending the ASA evaluators or facilitators up to smaller communities to reach to those coaches as well instead of, having them reach into their pockets and spend money and come down. So it's a big task. It's a big project, uh, coach development. So I think um, our meeting that we had a month ago maybe with Jim, all all four of us or three of us, um, I think is definitely in the right direction with trying to promote the licensing. So What was good too is like it's not just strictly for Phoenix Mm -hmm. coaches. It's community coaches as well. For sure. We had uh, about four or five that came out this this past Friday as well, which was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you've seen some of that from the community level that uh, there's definitely uh, there's some coaches out there that uh, really are showing an aptitude for it and, and a desire to want to continue yeah, on. absolutely. There's, you know, talking to coaches on, 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 a, on the sidelines there, there's, there's people that want more. I mean, the resources that we provide are, are great, but um, I think that 
to give back to uh, our community players, we have to be able to change that culture and coach education is, is a big part of it. And, you know, when these courses are being put out or these clinics that have been put out and, you know, working out with ASA, I think it's just going to be a great, uh, a great movement going forward for, for all our coaches to get involved. So, yeah. Yeah, which, which is good. And, and that's uh, obviously you're seeing some of that come to fruition in regards to uh, like the Friday evenings that we've been running. So we're oh, yeah, like, like it, the sessions that we have ran already this year, there's been fantastic turnout and it just came, seems to keep growing. Like, unfortunately, the one we got washed out, shall we say, uh, we had over 35 coaches registered to come in. And you had a team that was going to be ready to uh, And a team ready to work. D-Dub was going to show us how it was going to be done. Well, I, I wouldn't I go know. that far. Hmm. But, uh, we were already I'd go for notes. I'd go, I'd go further. Well, okay, go further. No, I mean you, above and beyond, man. <laughs> yeah. above selling and your, beyond. You're selling yourself short. No, no, no. I, I was fully prepared to do the session I was going to do. It's, uh, I don't think that would have been the issue. I just think having coaches actually see people run mm-hmm. a session from a different perspective with players and... Uh, uh, and in particular, how we were going to try and set it up, there was two coaches at the uh, at the field, myself and my assistant for this group of players, and uh, we each were going to take half a team, and it was you know built around building out of the back. And, and anyway, I, I think it would have been great for the other coaches just to see how someone else does a session or sets up their session. Correct. Yeah. And uh, and and that would have led to. Uh, uh, being ridiculed by Charles, but that would have been fine. That would have been well ahead of the game. Constructive cause... criticism. <laughs> Just <didn't... laughs> as long as it would have been fine. I, I, I'm okay with that. You can come out and watch sessions all the time with me. As long as you took one of Charles's session plans to run your sessions, you're okay, right? <laughs> well, it was based on uh, some of the stuff that we've done within the club already. So, uh, yeah. and all sessions that were come out of the fine offices of uh, Charles O'Toole. Uh, <laughs> Anything else come out of there? Or what? Uh, you know, not much. I, I, I think there's an orange jersey about to come out of there. Oh, yeah, you might get to wear it. I might allow you to wear that. I think, uh, I think I'll pass on the orange regalia that's hanging on, on your window there. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> I think I am. Um, so... You know, which that's a fantastic thing about the coaching. So now let's slide into something a little bit more about what's going on in uh, at this time of year, uh, nearing the end of the season, teams preparing for provincials and and uh, playoff type situations. What, in your mind, being the top dog at the club as far as the Phoenix program goes, and then D also with you, what what are your guys' thoughts in regards to? Uh, sessions that teams should probably be working on. My assumption would be you guys' thoughts, as, as well as all of us in this room, would probably think less fitness, more tactical. Uh, well, depending on the age level, yes. Yes, for yeah, sure. Depending on the age level. So anything U13 and up, yeah, you probably start to be looking more tactical situations now. Mm-hmm. Fine-tuning uh, maybe some of your set pieces that maybe you have practiced over uh, this period of time already. And just get, sort of getting ready for provincials. But as far as fitness and all that goes, you should probably be at a level right now where you're just maintaining it and yeah. not trying to increase it or do anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I think teams at this point of the, the league right now uh, should just be more maintaining, working more tactical, uh, maybe working on their finishing. That always seems to be a struggle with uh, our teams. Like yeah. Everywhere. It's funny because I was at a session uh, 
watching the goalkeeper because uh, I had, anyways, long story short, <laughs> or I could continue to make it longer. Um, <laughs> I have been around some of those finishing sessions. One last night, right. uh, which for people listening might be three weeks from now. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some of the finishing was very poor. Very. And, and, and thoughts of when to finish was poor as well. Well, honestly, uh, I, I honestly think kids are f- scared to take that chance. I agree. In front of the net. I agree. Like, the confidence in them, it just seems so, oh, what if I miss? I don't want to miss. You know, I'm going to make this perfect. No. You see the target, you get the half a yard on it, you take the shot. And it's amazing, too, because when you're watching some of these World Cup games that are on right now, some of the strikes from distance are incredible. And the ability to hit the target. I find with most of the kids, and and the group you were working with yesterday was an under-13 group, and all of them, I, I say all of them could strike a ball outside of the, the little D and the 18-yard box. They can all strike balls from that distance. And none of them did. No. Almost none of them did. Yeah, and, that, that, and for that team in particular, that's been one of their downfalls. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, very decent, very good. But when it comes to finishing in that last third of the field, there's a lot of hesitation, and then chances are lost. Yeah. And these kids are capable of doing that. To start off the session, we had them working on passing over distances and shooting from distances. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of surprised themselves a little bit. On With their abilities. As well. Yeah, on their abilities yeah. to do that. But just given the chance and given the encouragement, uh, that can be make a difference to their game. And it can make a difference, especially looking at some of the like community games and things when they're, when they're dealing with a smaller... Some of the smaller field sizes, you know, 77 or even the 99. I mean, yeah, the, dif- the, the different ability ages, to shoot is. Yeah, the different ages. I mean, at the younger age groups, you get into those into those uh, smaller fields. But I think the ability to strike a ball from anywhere and have the confidence I- to strike a ball is is low, is really low. And going out and watching um, some of the games, maybe it's technique. Maybe the technique needs to be uh, uh, trained a little better. Um, and I've been designing a program, uh, designing something where I give the program out to the to the coaches where it breaks down techniques. So some people will send me an email. I'll be like, okay, break it down technique like this, and I'll send a session out to them. So hopefully that will help. Um, and then it's just about repetition. Mm-hmm. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And unfortunately for our community season, you know how it goes. I mean, we're wrapping That's, up right it's around pr- the corner. I was just going to say it's you know, pretty so short. Um, when we get into our older age groups, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a different programming. We're talking now about a little bit more fun, but... We want to still make sure that they get something out of it. They still learn things, and the coaches are giving them good information, right? Mm-hmm. And our younger age groups, you know, it's all about technique, right? It's all about the, those things. Yeah. So if you're talking about ball striking, um, that's always going to be something that is a hard piece to learn. Right? It is. I, I have to say I was watching uh, uh, in between or when my session ended with the Skill Center this uh, past weekend. Um, you had the older groups in afterwards that uh, I watched you go through some of just how to strike a ball properly. Yeah. And it's amazing, you know, when you actually break it down and you go through the mechanics about the whole step, about the hop, about landing on the kicking foot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having your whole body end up straight. Just, just, the, just the way you were breaking it down was, was perfect. And it's not done enough, I don't think. And quite frankly, some of the kids were pretty shocked to think... What, what am I doing? What, is, what does this guy want me to do? <laughs> exactly. What do you mean? Do you want me to land on my kicking foot? This is silly. <laughs> you know I mean? And, you know, something new or something that hasn't been taught before mm-hmm. and just in a different way, I think that it can be a little bit of a light bulb and a switch because body mechanics and, and your body momentum when you're using a strike a soccer ball 
if you just stop, if you just stop all momentum uh, after you actually strike the soccer ball, you're not actually putting anything through it. No, right? I, I agree, and I and I I have to say I think uh, I think it's a it's a technique that's not used enough in training sessions. We don't actually... Well, like, look at the world game, right? I mean, the toughest thing to do is put the ball in net. That's why usually strikers go for the most amount of money, um, even in our national setting, right? Canada has always been known to lack a bit of the creativity in 1v1 players and, and finishing a goal. That's been kind of our, our downfall. I think we're getting, we're getting better at that. We're producing more players, but it's something we definitely need to look at from really our jobs and all the way through. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's huge. That was, that's one of the... Uh, the biggest things that I like to train is technique. I love training technique. And um, the one thing that I'm struggling with now is, is how am I getting these to the coaches to help them understand how to train technique? Yeah. Because that's, that's the bigger portion of my job, right? I can go out and recommend a session. I can Come talk. to our coaches' sessions. <laughs> I will be there. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and how can I give them the resources to make sure that they understand how to do it? I mean, and, that, and that's, I mean, I know we've talked about it as a group in regards to doing a, you know, a striker slash goalkeeping right. session, like, and, and set it up once a week where we do something like that. That's where that technical side of it, that real technique on how to even just get your body in the right shape right. to strike a ball comes in. Uh, and, and definitely a, a lost art, I think, as far as the coaching end of it goes. We're so keen on coaching so much other elements about the game that we seem to neglect the most important part of soccer which is kicking the ball yeah. the fundamentals exactly so um fantastic thanks for coming guys um <laughs> <laughs> we're actually going to take our first break right now we've uh, we, when we come back we will have a little uh, community uh, wrap up with d uh, talk a little bit about uh, the skill center which uh, ended this past weekend and uh some of the different tournaments that have gone on, the jamborees, jamborees. that have gone on, the, the, the blizzard jamboree, <laughs> we'll call that one. <laughs> or something. And uh, hey, this week's sponsor, I'll just throw it out there right now, is Above and Beyond Compression, Inc. This is the soccer talk in the park, as I forget my own name at the moment, <laughs> the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. And we're back. Yes, break time's over. Put them out if you've been smoking. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's just, that's just offside. Nobody here smokes. That's just bad. And what are you listening to? It's Soccer Talk in the Park. Soccer. Soccer. I'm going to say it like an American broadcaster. Soccer Talk Shorter. in the Park. There you go. <laughs> Rochester Raging Rhinos. <laughs> we are the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Soccer. I said it again. Um... Yeah, and we're, we're actually having a good time in the break here, so... The break's been 55 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it, yeah, whatever. We learn something yeah. new every day we, about we, each other. We do. <laughs> some of it good, some of it we won't repeat. Uh, right, Beckham? <laughs> uh, we're, we're leaving it out, we're leaving it out. Uh, so, hang on a sec here. You, D who is actually an incredible cook, apparently, I, although I've yet to... Uh, We've yet to taste that. Taste any yeah. of that, but... Uh, you actually cooked for Cindy Crawford. Yeah, that's uh, back in my my first uh, my first life. I was a chef. Chef. Chef by trade. I worked for a catering company called Crave. Crave chef Catering. D. 
Yeah, Chef Boyardee. Yeah. 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 Instagram hashtag. If I you didn't guys want to follow. infringe on the copyright there. <laughs> you want to see any pictures, Chef Boyardee? <laughs> um, no, but one of our events, uh, Cindy Crawford came into town to do a furniture line for the brick. And um, the Comries had a had an event for her. Wow. And uh, I was a chef on duty for, for the night, so I got to meet her. She had a little social, cooked some food, and got some pictures, and... Awesome, awesome lady. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty wicked. What a what a great thing to have in the back of your uh, yeah. shirt. I don't yeah. know. She, <laughs> but she <laughs> drinks Pepsi. Uh, I don't know. She didn't drink. Yeah, she, she's on Pepsi commercials. She was on commercials. Makes her that much better. What? No, no. <laughs> and Beckham was Pepsi no. too. So no, no, I drank no, Pepsi no, growing no. up. No. This is going into the tank. <laughs> oh no! And let me tell you, she looks just as good as as she did wow. when she was a model back then. Oh, yeah. she's amazing. Oh, yeah. An amazing woman. An amazing woman in eating Chef Boyardee's food. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what did you, do you remember what you made? Oh, goodness gracious. Risotto cakes. I think it was one of them. Risotto, Risotto cakes, cakes. Crab cakes. It was like a small, like a You know what? You just thing. say cake and you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> More of the sugary sweet type. But you know what? Cakes will get me every time. <laughs> Well, that's that's awesome, man. So when does that happen for us? You what? know what? I, hey, everything is rolling down, slowing down. My soccer academy is finished up last week. The community is coming to wrapping up around. It's going to get into okay. right away. But yeah, yeah Tuesday I'm, barbecues are going to be fantastic. <laughs> I'm in for a I'm in for a barbecue. I mean, we just had a, a hey. some family coming from out of town, and I just did a barbecue. Made the meanest mac and cheese. Nice mac and cheese. I just saw one on uh, Facebook. I actually reposted it. It was a, a mac and cheese. Yeah, but it, 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 it was a big wheel of brie. Okay. Uh, they cut it in half, scooped all the brie out of it on one side, and put that aside. Then you stir up a mix, all the cheese mix stuff, pour in the macaroni or whatever it was, and and you eat it out of the brie. Oh, food coma! Hang on, I'm seeing a picture right now of a lot of food. Is this your yeah, food makeup? Does my mom, made? my mom and I on the weekend. Holy wow. smokes, Batman. I was on the grill for about two hours. I, I wish we could, you know, uh, verbally tell you what the visual is that we're looking at here of this. But our mouths are all watering. Table full of food that Dee and his mom made over the weekend. Unbelievable. Yeah. Getting back to my <laughs> mac and cheese story, though. <laughs> it was very British, so uh. Dan will love that. And not that you're not British there. But Bangers and mash. You're on, the, you're on the other side <laughs> of the British peoples. On the good so. side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the goal scored against side. Oh, oh that's just that's just that's awesome. awesome. Oh. I, I used right. to like you, D Dub. <laughs> All right, forget the macaroni. Okay, <laughs> let's just we'll just forget it. it. Suffice it to say, it looked fantastic. It was baked the whole bit. Anyway, um, so we we were actually going to move forward here with the wrap up of our community groupings and servings and all that fun stuff soccer wise because as dan was mentioned before they're the meat and potatoes of what goes on in the club for sure yeah the community program is uh, is a very very dynamic program for sure it's a fast and furious program you you're in you get to play you don't get the best weather so on some occasions um and then you're in, you're done at the end of, end of june and school's out um, but I must say that you know, going around and watching games, uh, tournaments, watching games, even working more with the U7 groups, mm-hmm. um, our future is really, really great here in Sherwood Park. We've got a lot of teams. We've got a lot of committed coaches right now. And we're, we're hopefully trying to, to trend upwards um, to give them a lot more support. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we'll working with Charles, working with Dano to 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 get more of our coaches in the education side of things, I think is going to help out. Yeah, um, for sure. 
we're going to be implementing uh, a TL uh, for across for our grassroots from U4 to U7 with Richard Espinoza. Mm -hmm. So we can concentrate a little bit more on those grassroots uh, uh, aspect of things and to give them more support. Because um, I'll let you know, in our U7 program, we just we have 26 teams, boys and girls, just in our U7. Wow. wow. Yeah. Just, so, just, just on the TL note, do, are, moving forward to our indoor season, are there going to be more TLs involved other than just yeah, Richard? We're, we're looking to see if what we can do to get more TLs involved in those programs. But uh -huh. as you know, it's, it's a process. Oh, of course I it mean, is. Our, our Phoenix program, we want to make sure that um, we're, we're set up there. On the community side, I think that we're, we're looking to move into the direction where we take care of our grassroots. Mm -hmm. And we need to take care of our grassroots because those are the next ones coming up. All right? And yeah. um, if we can take care of our grassroots players, take care of our, our grassroots coaches as well, too, and give them the, the proper, proper education support resources, um, I think we can build a, a fortress out here in, in Shirk Park. I think that we have a, a good setup in our Phoenix program. I think everything that's running in our Phoenix program is amazing. Mm -hmm. And if you want to take a little bit of a, a page out of the, the Icelandic book, um, they had all UEFA A or B licensed coaches. Sorry, I want to do the clap right there. At their grassroots level. They <laughs> Absolutely. Were you should have your best coaches at the yeah, younger age groups. Absolutely. It's, it's a pivotal age. You talk about teaching technique. You talk about anything. You know what I mean? You want, you want, to, have, you want to have those coaches in the, in the right spot. So. Of course. I think the other thing, too, uh, that we want to <laughs> include and, and step, step towards is, is, is redoing the skill center as well. Absolutely, um, yeah. and, and it's, it's the skill center works for both sides, Phoenix and community. But we we saw more community people involved uh, in, in the Phoenix uh, players wise uh, coming into the program this this over the summer months. Yeah, and for sure. There's a there's a lot more community based players or, or those players that are just on the fringe of maybe making it into a Phoenix program or what like that, mm -hmm. and and maybe using this as a resource. But as you as you guys know, the outdoor the outdoor season is compact. So with the training centers and with training sessions that all these teams have. Uh, I was not surprised not to see very many of the Phoenix players trying to get in that extra session. You know? there's, there's a thing, yeah. though, too. There's a, a cry for having our own facility. Yeah. Because oh, now we can accommodate this and spread this out over a yearly basis instead of a six- or 12-week period. Yeah, you're absolutely right with that. Yeah. And, and I think that I really, I know after our last, we had a tech meeting. Um, I don't know if we had the tech meeting before or after the podcast, the last one that we did. I think it was after. It might have been after. Yeah. So, And I know that the, the thoughts... And the motions going forward to try and have our own facility. I think, you know, I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn by saying I think there's something in the works where we're looking towards getting something uh, mm -hmm. for the association in mm -hmm. way of their own, our own facility. Um, so it'll be nice. It'd be nice if we can get down that path eventually and, and, and have that. Because you're right, Charles, that that's, it's crucial to, to, to having everything operate in in the right fashion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, there's a, a shout out to our stakeholders as well. I mean, we start petitioning uh, our county uh, to put this motion forward to get a facility built where we can use all year round and develop these kids out in the park. And I mean, it's not just can be strictly soccer. It can be other things in there like floor hockey, uh, lacrosse. Uh, there's a bunch of other uh, sports that can use this facility as well. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a field sport either. I'm sure no. you can. I, I've seen uh, associations in um, in BC where they actually it's it's like a gymnastics group that'll use it for a morning session or schools can use it to track. Thing. You know, a whole bunch senior, of schools, senior citizen yeah. lawn bowling. You know, yeah. 
Hey. It figures. The guy with the hat <laughs> saying senior citizens lawn bowling. Not that that's a problem. Are you totally sure? It could be something. For sure it could <laughs> Totally. <be>. Fill the <laughs> facility. I don't know. I think we should all be wearing hats. <laughs> um, anyways, getting back to the community, um, I think Dee's done a very, very good job coming in here for really starting his, the position really for the outdoor season and getting his feet wet to see what yeah. the program's about. Um, and getting the people in place so he can manage the program and also be invested in working in it. Um, just a quick little story as well, because we still want to make sure that even past like our next generation of grassroots, right, because they are important, yeah. is you know our 11s, our 13s, our 15s, and, and our 17s, right, on the community side, that for those coaches that are wanting support, right, that, that we're here, I know you've been sending sessions out to some of them that have been asking for you for it, but... Um, it's, it's tough. It's such a broad span or wide range of people that it, it's difficult for one person to kind of oversee everything. But uh, my quick little story I was going to share is last Thursday, um, as we know, car troubles at the school. Um, so as I was there trying to deal with my vehicle, um, community session started and there was a, a mom or a manager and two coaches and only two girls showed up. And I ended up chatting to them. It was Team Wong and uh, fantastic people. And the thing that I loved is that those ki two kids were so keen to be there. The coaches put a net up. They got all the stuff out for them, right? It could have been like, oh, there's only one or two. Maybe we'll wait for five minutes and go home. And no, they trained. The girls were eager. You know, they're going through their warm-up with through cones, and they getting the balls out and stuff. I thought it was awesome to see. The passion there, and I was just chatting yeah. to the coach and the mom about it, and they said, hey, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was fantastic. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I, I'm in the same boat with uh, with. Well, I guess the three of us are Charles, myself, and Dee. We're all sort of newcomers to the mm -hmm. to the club and, and to what we can try and bring to the to the different programs. And uh, I'm I'm quite looking forward to. I I don't think I got to work enough with the community end of things in the uh, in the summer months here. So in the outdoor season, it's yeah. been t it's been a lot tougher it's just because right? it, well, it's so condensed and there's with so much going on. Tournaments on within the, weekends, the club, yeah. Things that are going on. There's there's probably something going on every weekend. Yeah, you know. So Bet it's between training on field and then trying to see games to to figure out, you know, what pathway we should be taking. That's uh, it's been tough, but it's happening and it's going to continue to happen. Uh, as, as we continue to move forward. Skill Center went very well, I thought. Uh, like you would mention, I think yeah. there was only one real rain out. Yeah, uh, Skill Center was great. Another, another first thing for on, on my plate this year. And, um, you know, I had a little bit of some challenges at the beginning just trying to figure out the organizational side of things. But uh, once we got down to it and, and we got the kids out there and the coaches out there, um, it, was, it was pretty smooth. Um, you know, working in the different groups uh, and the coaches out there, small small group setting. Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to Andreas, uh, Ozzy, Caitlin, Kat, uh, Richard, Kaylee. Those of you, anybody else that came out to to help out, they were fantastic with the kids. Mm -hmm. uh, all throughout the sessions, I think every time that we put out a session plan, there was something that the kids had learned and even brought into um, brought into the small side of games toward the end of the sessions. Um, and then as we got towards the end. Um, again, we touched, ba touched a little bit of base on, on techniques and, and stuff like that. So um, I thought for the first goal, it, it was pretty good. Um, it was funny. I had a comment from a couple, just talking to a couple parents, and I had a comment from one of the parents said, well, you know what? Um, my one daughter says, you know, it's, it was so hard. I, even the warm-up was hard. I <laughs> 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 said it was hard, but was it fun as well, too? It's like, yeah, you got them clapping and singing and dancing. It was pretty fun. So, like, it's, it's, an, it's a fun environment. Yeah, I, I mean, and on my side of things with the goalkeepers, I mean, there was, there was quite a few goalkeepers out there uh, within the program, and it, 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 too, was a lot of fun to, to work with these, uh, 
younger keepers in a lot of respects and, and keepers that may not be uh, getting as much attention as they, they you know, need and deserve to get uh, within the club. So it was great to touch base with them and, and we are looking at, uh, forward to, to doing it again in the winter months. Yeah, that's, uh, that's another thing that's going to come uh, back into, our, into the program for, for both the Phoenix and the community side as well too is that we're going to bring Skill Centre for the indoor season as well. We're going to offer that program um, I think it's an absolutely fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, in, we're inside, you know, yeah. many months of the year. So um, to get those extra, to get those extra touches um, for the for anybody that wants them, mm-hmm. it's gonna be great. It means more. It means more work for our technical guys as well too. So that's good. Um, but I think that it, you know the the programming that the SPDSA is offering, both on the community side and the Phoenix side, is second to none. You guys, it, it really is. And and I truly. I truly see that we're offering our community uh, a lot of resources and those who want it, you know, they want to be here. Yeah. And it's funny because I think that we have some players that play in the city as well too that are in our skill center and and they want to be back here. They yeah. want to be back I, in Sherp Park, I, I, mm-hmm. whatever they need to do to come back to be a part of a Phoenix program to be back on, in the SPSA. Yeah, so, it, it, well, it's just nice to hear and, you, and yeah. you're starting, we're starting to hear bits and pieces of that more often uh, over the past month or so. Uh, people coming in and commenting, and and the fact that they they've either missed the club or desperate to come back to it, which is that's fantastic. That's yeah. what you want to hear. You know, you're doing a, a great job when uh, yeah. when when that type of comment is coming back to you. Um, we're gonna take one more break. D, that's fantastic. Great, thanks. Great, great on the community just, side just, of things. Just before we go, I'm gonna give a shout out to our teams going to provincials, tier four provincials. Good luck to you guys. I know there's still a couple more sessions out there, and good luck. I'll be in contact with the coaches here in the next uh, few days about any any help. So. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, love the shout outs. Love the yeah. shout outs. Shout out to the guy who uh, bought all my kiss uh, <laughs> paraphernalia. Rob, thanks very much for coming by and giving me dollars. Uh, Rob on Kijiji, thank you. Rob on Kijiji for my kiss dolls. Thanks very much, buddy. Um, and when we come back, we'll just uh, we'll have a quick chat about uh, uh, we'll, we'll have a quick chat about the jamboree. Huh? About the jamboree, the jamboree, uh, the, the, the jamber wet is oh, what it was. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back again. Our free hot our, dogs, our, our new sponsor, huh? Above and Beyond Compression Inc. Nailed it, nailed it. Well done. We'll be right back. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. And we're back. This is Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Uh, where did we leave you? Well, we left you with talk of a jamboree. Yes, our community jamboree that we had just in the past, was it a couple of weekends ago, but it was still, it was fantastically wet. Lock loaded <laughs> and fantastically fun. How, how sure. did that go? Because it, it sounded like it was fun. And, and some of the photos that I saw of the event... The kids were just wet, oh, but they enjoyed the heck out of what went on. The, the kids, the kids um, were some troopers out there for sure on the second day. Uh, first day was great. Yeah. Um, there was some lightning, so we had to shut down for a couple hours, but uh, the bouncy castles were out there. I mean, I had my go at it as well, too. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could tell you it was a, it was Chef a good Chef Boy RD yeah. in the bouncy castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. Um, to, to be very honest, it was it was a it was a nasty afternoon on the second day. A lot of teams, uh, you know, decided on their own accord maybe to, to step away, but uh, we still continued to go on with it. And the teams that showed up, they came in, they played um, for as long as they could. Some of them played for half an hour. Some of them played for 
40 minutes or so before they got organized. Wow. We trashed the field. It was amazing. Ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was it was great. Some kids were playing in their rubber boots and they're you know they're in the in the mud mud bog jumping around. Oh, it was, that's great though. That'd was, be fun to kids watch. don't get to do that enough. Memories, right. no, memories. You're right, you're right. Play in the mud. Yeah, just play footy in the rain, right? Because it starts to rain, boom, fields are canceled uh, or closed. Well, I mean, I'll harken back to the days of me living in BC when the uh, the fields, when they you know all weather type fields, they were mm-hmm. called, they were actual gravel. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. and, and you would play on it. You would have games. I'll never forget coaching a men's premier team in Vancouver, and we had to play two or three league games on this gravel. So it's bad enough with wow. children yeah. running around on these. And, and when I say gravel, it's not like big heavy stones or anything like that. It was thin shale. granular. Yeah, yeah, it was like more mm. like a sand base with some rocks in it. <laughs> but uh, Some jagged rocks. But, but you know, <laughs> and kids running around on it was probably okay, but uh, the men playing on it was pretty harsh. And that, I guess that was the predecessor of the, uh, the turf field. Wow. Which, thank God for that. And it's, you know, it's not an old thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not because I'm old. Hey, hey. It's, it's, I've just been around this game Listen, a while. I didn't say you have to do the lawn bowling. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I miss playing on those wet pitches because mm-hmm. it, was, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was definitely an, as an outsider, as, as being somebody who's kind of di- directing and, and, and seeing how things are going, you know, having to answer questions, stuff like that is a little bit, um, you know, difficult sometimes. But... The, no matter what, the kids had a great time. The kids that showed up, we had to mix and match teams and whatnot and, and get on with it. And they were there. They had a great time and, and got their hot dog after. I was going to say, did box. they all get their oh, hot dog yeah. in a juice box? It was amazing. I yeah. wish I was up there. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I thought you sure. liked cake. You know what? DW I will like never, it all. Uh, <laughs> DW will never say no to a they hot had dog. Candy bags. <laughs> <laughs> too, DW. Candy, candy bags. bags. Yeah, like with the, like the gummy type stuff. Everything. Oh man! Big. And they were like fifty cents. This club is fantastic. <laughs> and uh, and the. I think you got a new coach for. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like I'm up there anyway. What are you talking about? New, <laughs> new coach? application for community director coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I work for Gummy Product. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the concession staff as well. They're the teams that were doing the concession. They, you know, they they were all smiles and and no matter as much as it wasn't a great weekend for them to be out there, they were well, all smiles. Was. They, they you know what? Fundraisers and and, it was and we have to super appreciate yeah. the the teams that do come out and want to do that sort of stuff to help out because it enhances any aspect of, of a tournament or, uh, you know, an event that goes on to have these volunteers or these, these groups that want to do the concession and, and run that. It, it makes a huge difference to an event, for oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. They had the music going. They're dancing around, singing around, having a great time in the, in the rain. So it was, it was, it was good all, all well, that's great. That's good. More jamborees in the future. For in the future, in the future is coming wrong. Yeah. Oh, well, that'll, that'll be spectacular. We're moving on now uh, from jamboree to the strive for excellence. You need to announce it like that on I opening was, day. I was very sibilant with the way I said things. <laughs> sibilant. Sibilant. <laughs> sibilant. Sibilant. So why don't, uh, why don't I throw this towards Dano and, uh, and Charles to, to fill us in on the, how, what's going on, what's the progress. I know things are really set up and uh, put into motion in regards to um, the setup of the camp, how things are going to run, uh, mm-hmm. what types of things uh, the campers can expect on <laughs> that Strive for Excellence camp. Because it is there's two versions of it. There's the, the team version and then the individual version. So throwing it out there for you kiddies. Yeah, so, I mean, it's quickly coming up here. We're very excited about it. Um, got some familiar faces coming back. So we've got Tosh Farrell, Alex Bunbury, um, as well as Colin Miller's coming in. Colin Miller? Colin Miller. Are yeah. you serious? <laughs> Your buddy Colin. 
and uh, Jim, Jim Lachlan as well. So we've got our team camps. We've got three teams coming in and our regular Strive for Excellence camp where we're going to have uh, some of our local SPDSA coaches working uh, with, those, with those groups as well. Um, our headliners will be in there, but they're also going to be working the team session. So quickly looking forward to that and the coaches symposium that's on Wednesday night. Um, that's always a very, very well done event that we've put on um, really for the last, I think, seven years or so. Um, and we get, we get coaches from other clubs and it's just a, it's a great soccer night, right? So to watch sessions and then go for some drinks and just socialize and talk the game, especially with the World Cup going on, it's, 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 it's great. So I think the one thing we want to do, we did it four years ago, is try and tie into the World Cup a little bit for, for the campers, right? It's going to be during that time. So um, make sure every kid's got an England kit on. Oh um, my God! Oh, hang on a wow. sec, though. Wow. Hang on, hang on. Wow. We pre-ordered the Nigerian kits that we're gonna miss games because of this camp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow! Oh, I think we get a big screen TV in. There you yeah, go. Yeah, now yeah, we're yeah. talking. There you go. Team talk and tactics. Ma- and maybe we can have one of the other teams selling hot dogs or something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a slice of cake or two for this Uncle Darren. Fantastic. Yeah, huh? fantastic. Yeah, to change the agenda, but. Uh, no. Yeah, so we're going to tie it into the World Cup a little bit, give groups uh, different countries, um, have some flags out there, and just kind of tie into that. So, yeah. Oh, looking, that'll be looking fun. Looking forward to it. That'll that be fun. Great. Yeah, looking forward to it as well. Charles? Well, I think that the teams uh, and the team sessions here are going to enjoy uh, being coached by these top-level coaches that we've got coming in here. I mean, they've heard the voices from their own coaches to hear from the staff at the SPDSA, but now they're going to hear guys who have played the game at the highest level, coaching at the highest level on a constant basis. Yeah. So running their sessions and learning from them is going to be fantastic for these kids. What an opportunity. I just love the word fantastic because fantastic. I think it does, you know. It's the word of our podcast. It is the word of the podcast, and it, and it makes total sense with what we're talking about here. Well, the bulk I'm of it is fantastic. Now, the symposium part of it, I know you've touched on that a little bit. That'll, that'll be a real exciting component, too, because mm-hmm. it's sort for of the coaches. Uh, for the coaches and after the hours sort of thing uh, and can be mingled in with a little beverage or two. <laughs> Maybe uh, some cake, maybe. Maybe, maybe some cake, it, uh, which, which will be great. So, yeah, very pumped. I mean, like what the coaches are going to do, and the, the headliners are going to be Tosh, Alex, and Colin are actually going to run a session for the coaches. Uh-huh. So they run about a 25, 30-minute session for them. So the coaches are going to be able to see how they coach a certain session of their own choice. Mm-hmm. So those coaches will come up with their own sessions. They're going to run it, and they'll use a team that we have in place right now uh, to run those sessions so that coach will be able to sit back, observe, and then afterwards be able to do some Q&A. Nice. And is the Q&A going to be at a beverage Both establishment? <laughs> yeah, baby. Hook <laughs> me up with some of that, dude. <laughs> what do you think? An edit point there? You no. think that'll be an edit no, point? No, that's good. Keep that in. All right. Also, <clears throat> coming up before the summer ends is... A camp D that we're uh, we're going to be putting on in, yeah. in August. Uh, so another another thing that we're going to bring in like, back to um, the program is just a nice summer camp or August camp that we have, uh, kind of a pre-provincial camp if you want to call it. Um, if anybody is then in that uh, community program that hasn't played soccer f- since the end of June, uh, and, <laughs> and an opportunity. Because <laughs> I'm injured, man. Yeah, Dano's injured. He's got a whatever bum, bum calf. <laughs> Three-game goal scoring, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Another opportunity to come out uh, and um, get some more touches on the ball, yeah. um, be involved with uh, some of the uh, Phoenix program technical leads, some of the skills ca- uh, skill center coaches as well, too, myself. Uh, D-Dub's going to have a goalkeeper portion as well, too. D-Dub. So, you know, it's, it's going to be... Uh, it's gonna be 
it's going to be tied in also to the regular programming as well too. So we're going to do two hours with the goalkeepers, and the last hour of the day is going to be uh, tied in with bring the goalkeepers back in back the, into the program. So that, I'm looking forward to yeah, that aspect of it, especially that that I mean, I'm looking forward to the first two hours, but that the last hour being able to work with keepers within the sessions. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm quite excited about that. It's it's one thing for our, our goalkeepers to have the goalkeeper training, but you know that in game, that in session type of of of. Um, of training doesn't always kind of get there, so it's be nice to incorporate that for them. That's that's great. And that, you were going to say something? I was just going to say, just make sure you get your teams registered because it's uh, even though it's a little bit of ways away, uh, get yourself organized, get involved with this because it's going to be a fantastic opportunity. Yeah, and I mean, fantastic. It, it, <laughs> it's you're very true with that because if you don't register uh, early, then you, you may miss your spot. You know uh, what I'm saying? And and honestly, to be uh, to be quite honest, the the price point on on this camp is second to none. Yeah, you know, you no, can, I I can't see anybody yeah, beating it's, that it's at brilliant. all. It's absolutely brilliant for what it's, you're going to get. It's very good, very good price. What is it? It's like one fifteen, isn't it? One fifteen for for the three hours a day for the uh, for the older age groups, and it's I think it's seventy uh, seventy five, I believe, for the for the younger, for the age younger ones. And it's you get the younger age groups, you get two hours a day for for four days. And I, I heard there's a promotion. The first five registrations are going to be covered by DW. <gasps> Fantastic. <laughs> I, I think that's a crock. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. You know, if DW had the wherewithal, maybe I would be able to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, my mind's still on the chanson, the hot dog, eh? <laughs> All right, we're moving along. World Cup, baby. Wow, wow a little, little drum roll. Little Where, drum do roll. Where, Where do we start? Where do we start? I don't. It's up to you. I'm throwing. The, I'm throwing the thing. We're talking world because Right now, did we talk about? We mentioned that right off the bat, didn't we? About the competition we're having within our office. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think spoke to a couple people about it, and there's so many games right for those first two weeks that you you kind of blink. Although my wife would say otherwise that I've been watching <laughs> the games. Um, and yeah, the group stages are over and now it's round of 16 and there's some, some great stories in the World Cup from uh, stories from players and fans and then from teams and underdogs. I mean, you just, you have to love the World Cup as a sporting event. Yeah. Truly the Spanish the national team dropping their coach the day before the World right. Cup starts. I mean, holy. Yeah. Well, and then the, and the rumor of the Argentinian team dropping their coach for the rest of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now they're on to the next yeah, round. Well, that's, they, they are on to the next round, and, and I'm, I'm glad we, we can talk about it because people won't hear this and they'll already have recorded and watched it. So <laughs> <laughs> You won't be spoiler alert. Yeah, we, but, there'll uh, be no spoiler alerts here. Yeah, I think, I think there's, uh, there's too many good headlines to start. Um, biggest thing for me is I, I, I think it's good just to see um, some of these players that don't get the opportunity on the grandest and biggest stage, like some players from Iceland, and I think Iran did absolutely fantastic. Oh, um, and with these final group games, because that's really the week we're in now, um, every last 10 minutes, it's changing. Iran yeah. went from being out to being one goal away from winning the group to then finishing third again. Like, yeah. it's, it's just changing. Same uh, with Morocco. Was the, yeah, well, Morocco was a fantastic were great. game. Yeah. And Nigeria, again, Peru. Uh, yeah. was fantastic today. Peru, yeah. Peru has been fantastic the whole entire tournament. They've just yeah. been unlucky, I think. For all my German listeners, the Mexicans have been fantastic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I don't mind that because wow. I threw it out on Facebook. I said Mexico was going to win the group. Got a little bit of heat, but it's wow. looking okay right now. So... Yeah. Prognosticator. Yeah. Right? Notice how everything just got really harsh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reason being is that Debbie's going to be all on this, being, being the German Come one, on. So. She's a fantastic GM. She knows exactly what she's doing. Denka. <laughs> <laughs> that Germany jersey didn't last very long in the office, did it? Was it? Was there one in there? 
No, 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 no. I wrote on that no. one too. <laughs> <laughs> so we found the culprit. <laughs> that's terrible. But yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on the World Cup? Charles mentioned VAR. I think that's a, oh, a, it's huge. a great talking point. Yesterday's game, specifically with the Spain and the Portugal, about 88th, 90th minute, both games had goals and both goals went to VAR that had implications for the groups, yeah. for who's in and who's out, and for seeding. So, um, what's your guys' thoughts on it? You know what, and, and it's, I think it's fantastic, mm -hmm. but are you, are you thinking that the teams are starting to play a little bit up towards the v, VAR? Yeah. I think of that aspect of it, and I also think, and I only say it from the professional background that I've got, mm -hmm. there was a mandate that came out in our final year that if there was any swarming of the ref, mm -hmm. you were gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Instantly gone. Right. And now with this VAR stuff... Are you not seeing more swarming of the referees at you, different points? You in the game? are, but I think I think because it's so new, right? It's when goal line yeah. technology came out. They started to clamor on the ref when he's like, "I've got it. It's a computer. It's on my watch. If it's in, it's going to count." Yeah. And I think it's just still trying to intimidate the ref when he's saying, he's putting his hands out and just saying, "Regardless of what you're doing, I'm mm -hmm. going to get something in my ear and then I'll go and look at it." So I think with time they'll they'll learn that a little bit, uh, the players, but. I like that there's a little bit of a safety blanket when you see something you're like, I think that might have been a pen and the ref didn't give it. And you thought, they're going to look at it. If they think it is, they'll go to it. I think the one downfall I have with VAR is there's still a little bit of subjectivity in there um, with some of the calls. So uh, there has been some calls where I thought, oh, I hope they don't go to VAR for that. And they don't, and they keep the game going. Yeah. But uh, case in point, Portugal conceded a penalty yesterday, and I felt that that was very similar to the Argentinian defender who had hit off his arm today uh, unintentionally. So... Yeah, just still a little bit of subjectivity with the VAR, but I think on the whole, it's it's probably going to be better for the game. Well, I think there should be a bit of a timeline to it as well, especially in that game at North Korea. Or mm -hmm. not North Korea. Uh, Koreans had right, an attack, and it was going, going, going. It was like yeah. maybe a minute later, two minutes later, and all of a sudden the play stopped when they're in the offensive third, and yeah. all of a sudden it's called back and they get a penalty against them. Yeah, and there was discussion that if Korea had scored, what would they have done? And the referee has the ability to call the goal back if Korea had scored. So I know it didn't get to that extent, but it will at some point with uh, this VAR system. Yeah. But it, it will for sure. I think that, you know, if you're questioning a penalty call or you're questioning a free kick or anything like that, fine. But, you know, that, that long, a minute, you know, that's, I think that's too much for me. Well, even I think too, like these guys are f flopping around all the oh, time absolutely. and all that kind of stuff. Well, if the VAR is used to get that, they need to they get a yellow they need card. To be a carded. Yeah, I absolutely carded agree with Maybe that. get rid of all the flopping and diving that's occurring mm -hmm. in the I'm, game. I'm, I'm sorry for all you Brazil fans over there. That last game it was absolutely atrocious to watch. Yeah. It was absolutely atrocious to watch with people falling all over the place. But I'm the looking. one perfect thing with VAR, I think that's that's the standing, the shining light. Really, was Neymar getting touched and then he waited and then dove, and he gave a penalty. And it was the 78th minute. It was a game changer. Yeah, and went to VAR and didn't allow it. I thought it was great, but then yeah. the only thing is, is why wouldn't he get a yellow card? Right? right, for sure. He's in Belgium, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, who, so who's your picks? What's your, what's your thoughts? Oh, I, I, I don't have thoughts. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> People write stuff down that, for me, and I talk. <laughs> we, we were Cake talking and gummy before. bears. Yeah. <laughs> we Cake, were talking a little bit before, and, and kiss. that one side of the bracket is just loaded. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're on the left side of the bracket right now, you who are... It's yeah, I, you know, I love the way Belgium's been playing. Yeah, like, I, I think if Belgium, um, what is it? I think if Belgium gets second in the group and they land on, let's say, the, the right side of the bracket with a little bit of a favorable draw, I fancy them to get to the semifinals and probably the final. Yeah, um, I, I think Croatia's looked really good. They're yeah. a bit of a dark horse for sure. I think Mexico have done well. 
that's what, that won't be an easy game for either Belgium or England if they get past uh, Japan, Senegal, or Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I wouldn't, just really quick, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't want to be France right now because playing an Argentinian side that's, you know, backs up against the wall a little bit with one of the best players of all time, and that's not an easy round of 16 game whatsoever. So. No, and, and none of them will be. No, they won't be. It'll all be some be. surprises. I, I think there's definitely going to be surprises, uh, and, and I think that lends itself to some excitement within the office. For sure. Uh, for the p- little pool that we have uh, going on. Yeah, yeah it's um, good. Drawing all that that's going on. Well, I think Dano had a good show. We were talking a little bit earlier about you know, England-Belgium. Um, they, play the la- they play in the last two games. They're going to know who the, their opponents are going to be. They're going to know who finished first and second in the groups before that. And it's going to make for a good game. It's going to make for mm-hmm. a good game, but also, I mean, you got a good shout, Dano, about the tiebreaker, right? And, and if the game is tied, it, they're right now tied for goals. Goals, four they, against. Yeah, yeah. four Goal against. difference, yeah. yeah. And it comes down to yellow cards. So what no. is yeah. that really? Is that that's what it like is? the fourth or fifth tiebreaker? It comes down to FIFA Fair Play, so red cards and yellow cards. Wow. England have two, and Belgium have three right now. So that's why England's uh, in first in the group. Mm-hmm. So, so you could honestly see if it's one-one and it's the 85th minute, maybe the odd yellow card is getting thrown around a little bit because you're really thinking, hey, I'd rather play Japan and be on the right side than play Colombia and be on the left side. I mean, yeah. and try to go through Brazil and France. Or I mean, I know Spain they're going to play to win the game. You have to go and play to win the game, yeah. right? But there's got to be something. And players are players, right? You go to provincials and, and you're speaking to someone and you say, hey, well, I'd rather play this team from Calgary than this team. It's just it's natural. It's competition. Now it right? comes so more of a chess game. Tactics. <laughs> Tactics, right? Absolutely. I mean, you're going to go out and want to win the game. So... Um, but yeah, it's interesting. It's the unknown, so we'll see. That's exciting. Well, more World Cup talk will be on its way for sure. Um, you know, maybe the next podcast will be discussing things for a sure. little bit more. I think the next podcast we may be talking to some of these strive for excellence coaches, yeah. which will be something we will definitely try and touch base with and uh, get some storylines for you of these people. And uh, yeah, much excitement to be had. I want to thank uh, D for being here. Oh, yeah, so happy to be discussing uh, most of the community stuff with us, and Dano, of course, and uh, Thanks, Captain Chuckles. Captain Chuckles. <laughs> well, I don't oh, know. I don't know. I've moved up. <laughs> You've moved up from uh, just Chuckles to Captain Chuckles. I'll be at the next uh, uh, coach education course. As there it is. That's, yeah, yeah. that's the enthusiasm we want. <laughs> and we want to thank above. Maybe Dano will show up. <laughs> we, we want to thank Above and Beyond Compression Inc. for uh, for being our sponsor this week. Uh, you'll hear more about them in between the segments here as well. Uh, So from all of us to all of you, uh, a very, very thankful, uh, I don't know what I'm babbling about now. Very Merry (laughs) Christmas, though. We want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. And uh, yes, much, much happy World Cup. Happy preparations for your provincials. And uh, hey, feel free to drop us a line and let us know if there's something you want to talk about or you want us to talk about for you on uh, the next podcast. This is uh, DW signing off from uh, Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. 